Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we'll help you keep it running thanks to the help we get from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Here get, we go. Here we go. You get a little wet coming into the station today. Yeah. yeah. It, luckily, it had stopped uh, just as I would had to walk down the block to, uh, to get to the station. But, uh, you know, it rained pretty hard for a little bit. Uh, we have, uh, and I mentioned it before the news, we don't have any severe weather watches or warnings. To tell. The only warning uh, there is is an excessive heat warning, Yeah, kind of like it was yesterday. If the sun gets, it was it was very, very uncomfortable at Lloyd's Automotive oh, yesterday. I bet I'll it tell was. you that much. Yeah. It was, uh, we didn't have the air conditioner going and it was, it was uh, in the afternoon, it got pretty sticky, that's for sure. And well, of course, with the sticky comes the storms, so we can expect true. this. In the atmosphere, a lot of ju- juice up the atmosphere. Now, uh, there's, uh, and then we're going to get on with our car care show. Excessive heat warning is now in effect for the Twin Cities until 8 tomorrow night. Wow. So uh, be careful. Yeah, it's the humidity. It's very, very, very comfortable. Uh, and extra precautions, I know we, we sound like we may be repeating ourselves, but it's worth it. If you work or spend time outside, uh, reschedule strenuous activities. It's a good idea. Drink plenty of water. Yeah. Keep hydrated. The usual things. But as far as uh, any rain, thunderstorms, uh, we have no watches or warnings to tell you about now. But we do expect here in the Twin Cities uh, a pretty good chance of more showers and thunderstorm activity. So stay with us. 90 and see with the high today. Near 94. Oh, boy. But with the weather, with the uh, water, I should say, and I've seen pictures from other parts of the country, I think up in Duluth, too, uh, f- flooded streets or maybe just a section of an intersection, don't drive through it. Don't drive through it. That's exactly what, right. What can happen if you do? It's just that simple. Do not drive through it. Yeah. Do not drive through water that goes above the bumper of your car. <clears throat> because, well, there's a whole bunch of things that can happen. Number one, and probably the worst would be, is if you suck up a bunch of water into the engine, it mm. ruins the engine. We, we call it hydrolock. And the cylinder gets full of water. The piston comes up to uh, compress that water. It's supposed to be compressing air. Yeah. But if it's full of water, it comes up to compress that water, and it can't. And, of course, it's coming with such force that it causes uh, damage to the engine. You know, it wrecks your engine. So for sure do not drive through water that where your engine is going to be able to suck up water. And some of those air intakes, you know, because of all the radiators and all the looks that they put on the oh, car, yeah, yeah. some of those air intakes are quite low, quite low on the car to let fresh air in to the engine. So that that's a bad deal. And then probably the other thing you have to worry about is uh, if you get deep enough into a puddle, and you, don't, you have no idea how deep they are, Yeah. if you get deep enough into a puddle where it the, the water starts running into your car, I mean, if it starts coming into the doors and so forth, underneath your seats and underneath the carpet are all sorts of computers and very sophisticated equipment that do not mix at all with water. And they're, you know, they're, the car is not meant to be uh, wet inside, 
and so there's no water protection like there is on the on the components outside the car. Um, so you ha- you cannot you cannot allow water in your car. So my advice is, if you get to a puddle and you see the other cars splashing through, stop. Do not go through it. Turn stop. around. Turn That's around. what's suggested. Yeah. Or you know, it, even if it's inconvenient, stop and wait. You know, just pull over and wait. And you know those uh, puddles have a way of going away quickly. Yeah. And I know you want one minute, but fifteen minutes maybe will take care of it. And then you can safely uh, go on and 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 have the rest of your day without a damaged car. And like you say, you don't know how deep that puddle is. Do you know what uh, flood damage on cars uh, it totals them? I mean, wow. if if your car is involved in a significant flood, the insurance company doesn't want to take on the the process of restoring it, uh, so they simply total it, total it and, out. and, you know, sell it for junk, and, and which is what it is. Because the other thing, too, is if water gets into all of your wiring harnesses, uh, your wiring harnesses are not that watertight. They're not made for that either. So it, uh, it wrecks the wiring harness. A lot of good reasons not to go through Stay that. Stay out puddle. of the puddles. Yeah. yeah. If you have any kind of car care question before you bring in your vehicle to your favorite shop or your favorite dealer, for some repair, and maybe you can get some idea from Dan of what might be wrong with it. Call us or text us, 651-989-9226. Keep in mind, Dan will be with us till just about 745. So if you have a question, uh, either call it in or text it in. Don't wait because, you know, we tend to get uh, busy. 651-989-9226. Or send a text, 81807. We have some text messages, uh, Dan. Uh, let's see. In fact, one came in. Real early today. Let's see if I can't find it. Okay. Um, Dan Burns, this is directed to you. My engine is dirty. What's the safe way to clean it without doing damage to the electrical system? (laughs) We haven't had that question for a while. Yeah, just what we're talking about. Can you wash your engine? I don't recommend that you do it yourself. We do it all the time. Do you really? And it's not that the water is necessarily going to hurt anything, but you just want to be a little bit careful where you're spraying and how much you're spraying and how you're, how you're doing that. So I would recommend that you at least get some advice uh, from a professional on how to do that, how to rinse it off. And maybe you would be better off to just uh, take a bucket and a rag and, and gently towels and, and well, you know, you can even use a significant amount of water if you want to get that all cleaned off too, but, but uh, 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 clean it that way. The, the one thing that you can do, and if you look underneath the hood, and you'll be comfortable with this, is uh, you can rinse off all the parts that are not significant, that you can see there's no electrical components, there's no wiring going to anything. You can comfortably uh, spray that area, the fender liners, that sort of thing, um, and most cars nowadays, you know, the whole entire engine is covered by one big piece yes, of plastic. That's right, and yeah. You can rinse that great big piece of plastic, which is most of the engine, uh, you know, uh, anyway. I mean, it covers most of the engine, and if you clean that up, it looks pretty good under yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and that's one thing that we do whenever we work on a car and take that big plastic cover off. Uh, we always clean that up before we put it back. It makes it look real nice. Yeah. Let's go to the phones, Dan. John and Hugo is first up here. John, uh, you're on with Dan. What's your question, please? I've got a 99 Honda Accord. Um, sometimes it will not start if the green key light doesn't come on. 
And it, once it started, it runs great, but sometimes it'll just turn over and turn over if the green key light doesn't come on. And I'll, and I'll switch the key back and forth, and it'll kind of sometimes the key light will come on and it'll start right up then the green key light. Yeah, well, that has that has to do with the security and whether it's the key. Uh, Probably not the key if it'll do it with both keys. More yeah, likely, yeah. I bought it. I bought a new key for it, and that yeah, didn't do it either. Mo- most likely, it. it's and I don't know exactly where the receiver is. Oftentimes, it's in the ignition switch itself. You know, mm-hmm. in, in in other words, the key has a little chip in it, a security chip, so sure. that if you put the wrong or if you put a key in that does not have that security chip, the car will not start for security right. purposes. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, the receiver oftentimes is right in the ignition switch itself, and uh, you know over time that that much time it's an older car, those wires get a little uh, little hard and and crack, and maybe it's just barely making a connection right now. Um, so you know that's something to check. The for us, I mean that's something for for you to think about, but. There's not much you can do about that. For us, we can hook it up to our computer when it's acting up and see what's missing. And, you know, we can get that information out of the car. And so if you take it in, if it does it frequently enough for you to take it into a shop and leave it and, uh, and where they can get it to act up while they have their equipment hooked up to it, uh, then you'll get the answer as to what it needs. All right. Very good. Good luck, John. Thank you. We have to take a quick break, Dan. We'll Sounds come back good. with more car care here on 830WCCO. And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show on this Saturday morning. A little dark downtown. We expect more uh, downpours here, at least in the Twin Cities and probably where you are. Uh, 78 is our current Twin City temperature reading. Again, we're talking cars, uh, car problems, car issues. And you can send us your text or give us a call. Dan Burns is in from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located on a little wet Grand Avenue. A wet Grand Avenue this morning, 982 Grand Avenue, uh, right between Lexington and Devor- Lex- Lexington, Lexington and, and Victoria. Victoria, Thank you. Yeah. great uh, area. Uh, great area, yeah. We we love being there. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give Nick a call this morning at 651-228-1316. Very good. Speaking of phones, let's go back to the phones. Dan, Ed has been waiting there in Minnetonka to ask you a question. Go ahead, Ed. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking my call, Denny, and uh-huh. I appreciate the service you provide for us. Thank you. Um, Dan, I have a 2011 uh, Chrysler County Country. Having the snow tires taken off this spring, the mechanic noticed my the big bolt, apparently, that holds the spindle on is rusting away. Is that an issue? that I should be concerned with? Uh, well, it depends how rusty it is. And uh, <laughs> it, Yes, if it's rusting away, the the one thing that you want to be concerned about, I mean, if it's rusting away where it's losing its form and shape, and bolts are nuts, nuts and bolts will do that from time to time over, over time. It seems a little early on an 11. But at any rate, if it's starting to lose its shape, yes, you do want to do something about that while we can still get a socket on it and get that nut off and uh the nut is you know very in fact i have a probably a bunch of them in my drawer do you, <laughs> you know leftovers uh we we of course have an old uh, you know every mechanic has nuts and bolts that they've saved over the years and so we have a drawer full of that sort of stuff so anyway 
I'm sure that uh, the nut would be free. It's in my in my toolbox or anybody's toolbox, <clears throat> and you want you want to get that off now while you can before it gets worse. Because once it you no longer can get a socket on it, then it becomes a problem. Oh yeah, and you have to cut it off with a torch, torch or whatever, yeah. or, or maybe even wreck something in the process of doing it. All right. Yep. Have it changed. There you go, Ed. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Uh, Jim is calling from Blaine this morning. Uh, Jim, you're out with Dan. Yeah, great show, guys, as always. Um, 2014 Chevy pickup. I got 125,000 miles on it. I just am now starting to hear the brakes squeak with the sensors. Mm -hmm. How long do I got before I start to do damage before I should get them replaced? Uh, Well, probably a while. Um, And it's not the rush that it used to be because in the old days we used to take the rotors off, machine, put them on a lathe and machine them smooth again and, uh, and reuse them. Nowadays, almost always, we replace the brake rotors when we do a, jo- a brake job, and so does everyone else, and they should because uh, with brake technology, the brake pads have gotten so hard uh, which is why you got 125,000 miles out of them, which is remarkable, actually. <laughs> you must not use your brakes too much. But uh, they made it 125,000 miles. But in the process, the brake pads have worn, have worn on the brake rotors, so the brake rotors are thin anyways. <clears throat> so the brake rotors will need to be replaced. Okay. So, uh, and when the when the car turns from the squeaking sound that you're hearing right now to the grinding sound when the brake pad is completely gone, then you've gone too far. Then it's time to do something quickly. All right, very good. Just a note to to Bill in Lakeville. You're going to be first up here after this quick break, so don't go away. If you want to send Dan Burns your text, your car care question that way, uh, that number is 81807. Keep in mind, Dan will be here for about another 15 minutes or so. So if you have a question, don't wait. Call us or text us. 78 is our Twin City temp, going for 94 today with some showers, some maybe possible thunderstorms. Uh, we're talking car care, as we always do this time here on CCO. Uh, Dan Burns, uh, Bill in Lakeville has been waiting. Bill, what is your question for Dan? I got a, my son's got a 2002 Jeep Grand Cherokee, and um, it does, uh, I don't think it recognizes the key. It turns on. It'll run for a little while and or for a few seconds, and then it shuts off. Um, what does that take to, you know, to re-recognize that or program or whatever? I'll turn on my mic with a little, <laughs> little techno- technological problem Or just here. yell loudly. <laughs> the On that particular car, if you... Um, if you if you were to disconnect the battery, leave the battery disconnected for a period of time, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, uh, sometimes they recommend, and this is probably a good idea, is take the battery cables and uh, touch them together, and that discharges all of the stuff that, that, uh, that might be storing energy, um, and then hook the battery back up. Off, sometimes that will it, – it, it, will, it for sure will cause – all of the computers to reboot and restart. And sometimes the process of rebooting and restarting takes care of a problem like that. Uh, beyond that, you'll have to probably bring it in. And uh, I wonder if it's the key because 
uh, usually it won't start. It won't start at all. If mm. it's if it starts and stalls, it seems to me like the key is working, and maybe you're losing another ingredient. I mean, what we would do is put a spark indicator on it. We'd put a fuel pressure gauge on it. We'd you know do a whole bunch of stuff, test equipment, and then get it to act up and see what ingredients missing. Mm. Uh, but at any rate, uh, we've had pretty good luck with just you know shutting or getting all those computers to shut down and then reboot. And uh, and sometimes that'll take care of a weird problem like that. Okay. So try that. All right, Bill. There you go. I was looking at a text that said uh, the light is lit for the tire sensors. I have had them try to reset it, and it won't go off. All the tire pressures and the sensors seem to check out fine. What do you suggest? They also did test the spare also. Yeah. Well, that uh, they're on the right track. <clears throat> we have a machine where or it's a little handheld a sensor reader that we can read each of the four or five sensors on the car, be sure that the sensors are working. Uh, we can actually store that information, and then we can program that information back into the car. Maybe over time the the uh, car has gotten confused or it, it uh, learned a wrong sensor from a different car that it was parked next to or something strange like that uh, could have happened. Um, where it picked up some bad information, the bad information stored in there, and it needs to be reprogrammed uh, to allow that to happen. Okay. But the uh, and, and the other thing is we can put a scan tool on that tire sensor computer and see if there's something wrong, if there's a, a communication problem, if there's some codes stored in there. We'll know that too. Another tech. By the way, if you want to send a, <clears throat> excuse me a text message eight one eight zero seven. Here's the text, Dan. Uh, someone is buying a used a 2015 Highlander. Uh, we want, they said, to put a hitch on to tow our boat. Is it better to get the Toyota hitch? Uh, is the one from U-Haul just as good? The Toyota hitch is more expensive. What do you think? Uh, well, either is fine, I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure that they're both tested and, and safe and so forth, and perhaps even made by the same manufacturer. I don't know. Uh but the difference would be I would the, – the one thing I would want to be very careful of on is who's installing it. Uh, I would want it to be installed properly because if it's not installed properly, first of all, they can do damage to your car. And secondly, uh, you know, if, if it's not installed properly, uh, it can't work right hauling your boat, and you want to be very careful about that. Okay. Uh, just a reminder, Dan, uh, we'll be here for about the three, four more minutes uh, before Jack Farrell comes in for his wine chat. Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, driving or not driving through a puddle uh, during a downpour, et cetera. Uh, what about the brakes? Somebody's asking me about wet brakes. What what can happen besides all the other things you mentioned? You know, uh, they they there's enough pressure with the power assist on brakes that if the brake rotors and, and shoes get wet, you might notice a little difference, but they'll still work. Uh, I'm not so worried about you driving through a big puddle and then the brakes failing because, uh, first of all, they dry out very quickly as hot as they are okay. uh, from using them. And if you use them just a little bit, they get hot again and dry off right away. But uh, but even when they're wet, uh, they will still uh, perform at, at least at, at so, some safe level. All right. Uh, as Texter says uh, it's a BMW says, lock my car, walk away, and the alarm goes off. I'm not touching the fob. Yeah, that's uh, you've got something 
going on in there, and and we we will need some uh, computer equipment hooked up to your car that will tell you the there uh, that will give us information about what's going on and why that's happening. There's something on your uh, there's something that's part of the security, and it can be a door, uh, a hood, the, you know, the trunk lid. It could be a whole bunch of different oh. things that uh, the car is seeing as a problem when you arm it. And uh, and it's annoying to your neighbors, so you probably <laughs> it is. you probably want to get that taken care of. All right, uh, I know you have to leave here shortly. Uh, another texter says this: "This is a '99 Suburban. The transmission trips a code and shifts hard when the outside temp is above 75 degrees." Well, that yeah, the, I don't know if if it's a sensor that's falsely causing that or if a sensor is accurately causing that of course as the transmission fluid gets hot <clears throat> gets warm in warm conditions the uh, fluid gets much thinner and if there's a an actual mechanical problem in the transmission it's going to show up in those conditions so uh, that's what you need to have tested is it the sensor that's failing or is the sensor accurately reading that there's a mechanical problem and you hope for the first option, that it's a sensor that can be repaired and replaced. We have time for one more text, and I think we've covered it all. Um, one more coming in. 2016 uh, Silverado, 7,800 miles, is twice a year often enough for oil change. Please elaborate on low miles driving and care. Well, I, we have talked about that actually yeah. quite a bit in the past, and I think that, that twice a year is probably fine. I used to say we want to see your car quarterly, um, but they're pretty good now, <laughs> and, yeah. they, and they hold up. But there's a whole bunch of other security or uh, you know safety things that you want to have tested. So I think that it's very important that a car get into a shop and be looked over by a professional uh, more than an oil change, uh, uh, you know, on with the time. But uh, bring it in and have it checked over and and uh, know that everything is safe. And all the other fluids that the, are good, that the t- air in the tires are good, and that uh, all of the safety equipment is working properly. Yeah. Yep. That's, that makes sense. Dan, we have to run. How about, uh, how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Well, come on over. That's the best way. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call this morning at 651 228 one six. See you this week at Sounds Lloyd's. Good. All right. Thanks, Dan Burns. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.